Hey everyone, happy bring your son to work day. All right. Um, I, Matt, I, who, did, who did you bring? Yeah, Matt, I, introduce us to your son. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't bring my son. What? You didn't bring your son? What do you? I didn't get the my memo son. in time. Well, this is my beautiful boy. This is my beautiful boy, Dr. Reginald Smythe Kaiser Esquire. Smythe? Come here, Reginald. <laughs> give give pop pop a kiss. <laughs> Say hello to, to the guys, Reginald. He said hi. Oh. He waved. Why don't you guys <laughs> say hello back? So, oh, sorry. Hello, Reginald. Hello. Cute kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 42. He's my adopted, <laughs> he's my adopted adult son. Oh, that's nice. That's I wasn't gonna say anything, but that's. I'm glad you cleared that up. Right. Yeah. He's adopted. That's why we don't look too similar. But I still mm-hmm. love him. Doctor I mean, Reginald Smythe Kaiser, <laughs> Esquire. Esquire. Thank you. I always forget <laughs> yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. So, uh, okay. Come here, Reginald. <laughs> give give Pop Pop a kiss. Mwah. We're a very affectionate family. You do a lot of kissing. <laughs> well, can you blame him? I love my son. No, that's that's very sweet. It's just <laughs> well, introduce us to your boy, Kyle. Uh, again, well, my boy's Chucky. You know, <laughs> despite what oh, wow. you may have heard last episode, and <laughs> that's not how our father-son relationship. Okay, well, I'm hello, Chucky. I'm sorry I made that crude joke about you on the last podcast. Yeah, that was in poor taste for my son. I I know he's angry, which is why he won't speak to me or speak no. during this episode. He's not speaking anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Chucky. <laughs> I just just let it be known, my son, Doctor Reginald Smythe Kaiser Esquire, was really upset with that joke I made too. So you're not alone, Chucky. Okay, good, good, Matt. I find it troubling. Uh-huh. Your boys are just like off in the wind somewhere. Yeah, just they're they're doing their own thing. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that's uh, boys go sit in the corner. And uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. I'm Chris. That's Matt. Hello. And this is the Boo Boys, our podcast where we try to turn Kyle. Hello. And do a horror movie fan one film at a time. And be warned, spoilers and spooks lie ahead. How are you boys doing? I'm not too bad. Yeah. That's good. Well, excuse my grammar. You're excused. Uh, (laughs) So this week, we watched a 2020 film, Possessor, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Of course, son of famed horror director David Cronenberg. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, I knew that. I don't know. Okay, I was feigning surprise <laughs> oh. <laughs> for no no particular reason. <laughs> so we watched Possessor. This is not his directorial debut, but it's kind of one of his bigger films. This is his second feature length film he's made, um, and it's about a assassin who, using science fiction technology, possesses uh, people in order to get close to her targets. Um, And we enter the film where she's possessed the boyfriend of a rich man's daughter in an effort to kill both him and the daughter. 
uh, to pave the way for the the son to take over the company. Uh, Kyle, what'd you think of Possessor? It's hard to know what to think of this movie. It it is really quite something, though. It's 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 like bizarre, but it's like it, it's like interesting. It does keep you engaged and because you never really know who's who and who's mind and body and, and everything. And I'm still not sure, frankly, um, I probably would need to rewatch it or think mm-hmm. about it a little, little more in depth, uh, after a rewatch to try to understand it fully. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fairly interesting. Matt, what'd you think of possessor? Uh, I also thought it was interesting. It was definitely a, a, different take on um you know when you think of a movie with the name possessor you think of like like typical like demonic possession or ghost possession but it really kind of takes a different spin on what it's like to possess someone and kind of go through a more uh science fiction route so Mm -hmm. i thought it was very interesting yeah it felt like his what the son of David Cronenberg would make, right? Like this intersection of science and, and horror it, I couldn't help but think of scanners during this, um, Mm -hmm. different, uh, outcomes and different movies, but similar idea of like science being used. Um, cause yeah, I knew about this movie. This is a movie that's been on my watch list for a while, but yeah, when you hear the title possessor, you think there's going to be some sort of like, religious or like magical element to it. Um, you know, we've watched plenty of other movies that could have been titled possessor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think this is an interesting movie too, because it's not scary in the traditional sense of jump. There's really no jump scares or any like attempt to be scary in some ways, but it, it's sort of the question of is violence scary and is the concept scary? Uh, so, Kyle, what'd you think of the violence in this film? Um, the uh, gratuitous, <laughs> <laughs> in a word, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a standard Cronenberg affair in that regard, with just the amount of gore, and then the hacks with the knives were uh, especially t- of note because they did about. 10 to 15 extra hacks um than w- one would deem necessary to accomplish the task um yeah it was just over the top but uh it was really just and and it was you know it was close-ups and oh man and the the what's the the fire poker uh scene oh, yeah. on sean yeah. bean got it got it pretty bad let's just dive into the sean bean <laughs> kill yeah because r.i.p we... to my boy yeah <laughs> does that guy survive anything nowadays uh, I th- I got I think there are some he survived, but it's definitely like a meme of Sean Bean <laughs> always being killed in everything he's in. Yeah, that uh, was definitely yeah. the most violent moment. Um, mm-hmm. And our assassin, she's not about guns, man. She wants to get down and dirty. Yeah, uh, with that fire poker, um, <laughs> it was like pretty brutal. Like just in the beginning, where she hits him. And then it's kind of what you mentioned. Uh, and again, she's possessing the future son-in-law. Um, but he he's beating Sean Bean to death off camera. And so you see it and you hear it and it's very visceral. But then we get the cut to like, he rams the fire poker into Sean Bean's mouth. And oh, it's so brutal. Yeah. 
and then he like twists yeah and, and you see teeth the, like, yeah and then he pulls it out, out and, and it, it, it it zooms in on the teeth and it's pulling it out and you hear like the crack of the teeth and you're you know god forbid you're eating like some something at that moment <laughs> um I, I tried to finish my food early on because i realized this was going to get uh, <laughs> headed that direction mm-hmm. it, it, you know uh it did and and then he stabs it in the eye we almost had a real bad eyeball moment again i thought we they did were gonna kind go- of yeah we, we did it he like poked it and then it like he was starting to pop it out i thought he was gonna like they were gonna pop it out all the way and like do something with it but luckily it cut you know relatively quickly Mm. none of the violence really bothered me too much i Mm -hmm. i kind of saw it for what it was uh and and for a lot of it it, i was kind of marveling at the practical practical effects and you Mm -hmm. know that kind of stuff but that scene where the eyeball you see it get like distorted and start popping out i did have that kind of visceral like I choked mm-hmm. on my drink a little bit, kind of <laughs> like not quite the gag levels of some of the other films we've right. seen, including stuff his dad has done, but it was violent enough and visceral enough where I kind of like had to stop what I was doing drink wise and just kind of like recover right. a bit. It's kind of like as he, as his eyes coming out, like your eyes are like bulging out. You're like, Oh no, like <laughs> here, like, are we going to have a, a situation here? Uh, yeah, mm. it was close, but yeah, definitely the practicality stuck out. And, you know, like, we should actually check on Sean Bean, you know. He might. Well, he's doing okay by the end of the movie. Yeah. He was. That he wasn't real, it. though. Oh, really? Well, no, but like, he, wait. Yeah, pretty sure that was real. What? I got the sense he survived just with, like, severe brain damage. Yeah, they had, like, a, it was, like, a news report or something kind of, like, over in the back, like, in the background. Dude, this movie was hard to follow, man. I, I could have sworn <laughs> that was just, like, kind of a figment <laughs> of her imagination and, like... I mean, that could have been true, though, too. Yeah, That's I the thing. Know. It's sort of up for debate. Yeah, mm-hmm. this whole movie's up for debate. Before we move past it, Matt, any, any thoughts you want to add on the violence that was in this movie? Um, just kind of as, as over the top as I, I thought it would be as well. Um, a lot of blood, a lot of blood. Mm, I'm just trying to think. A lot of That's blood. how I got post-traumatic stress here. He's like spiraling down. I mean, it's uh, probably one of the better movies that I've watched without eating something. So okay. normally I've, I've caught myself eating while watching i think it's been a good amount of of uh his dad's movies so or whatever we've mm-hmm. watched it, with a lot of gore i tend to eat so didn't this time good I'm glad smart. i didn't mm-hmm. smart <laughs> one one practical effect too with the violence i really enjoyed the o- the opening scene i thought was good in terms of like setting the stage for everything mm-hmm. um but there's a moment where uh our, our main character is possessing this waitress or server and it's a death by cop moment. And the cop, like, first off, the cop goes way above and beyond by, like, shooting her in the face, like, after she got shot 10 times. Like, a little ridiculous. Execution style. But that image of the, like, bullet going into her cheek and, like, you see it, like, spraying blood out and stuff. It, it was pretty visceral, that initial, like, you know, usually you don't see that level of detail for a bullet hole in a film. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so Kyle, you were confused during this film. Oh, wildly so. Uh-huh. <laughs> what what was it just in terms well, of like who was who or who was being possessed sort of thing? 
I mean, yeah. So this this technology, as you've explained, is like for one person to possess the mind of another. They have to drill into your skull and put a little like uh, remote thing in there. Right. And so then that allows another person to take over your, your brain. But mm-hmm. then like, you know, the guy, then the, the bond kind of like starts to break. And mm-hmm. then, so then the guy is like taking over his, his, his mind back basically. Right. And pushing her out. Um, and so then she, it, the way I got it is like at the end, she was just kind of like in this ether, but then he was kind of in control actually most of the time. And it was actually him doing all the stuff without her. That's interesting. Cause I think there are moments where each of the kills, it's who was the one who caused the kill to happen. Cause yeah, there does seem to be this struggle where at times the guy seems to be in control at times she's in control. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of didn't... he put on like a weird, one of the creepiest parts was that oh, mask yeah. on the cover of the movie. In fact, uh, when it makes an appearance, it's actually very, very creepy. And he like puts it on and then it's kind of flashes back and into parts of her life uh, with like this, just like melted weird mask. It's really awful just looking un- yeah. unattractive and awful and uh, disturbing. And yeah, there's just a lot of moments with that mask that I wish I could forget. <laughs> I sort of like that meta that seemed to be a metaphor for me where it's like he was remembering all the things that she was doing while in control of his body. And it's like he remembered it as this like fake looking mask or whatever. And it was very scary. It was a scary looking mask. You could do a whole horror movie of the villain wearing a mask like that. It would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like Leatherface, you know, uh, Halloween, all those guys, like their masks pale in comparison to that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And gosh, there was just a lot. I mean, I, and I'm not really sure. Like I said, so this movie's confusing, as I've stated. We've we've gone over many times, and I, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you guys were as confused as I am. Um, I I think I followed pretty well, but I think we can sort this out right now, and that is the first ever Boo Boys trial. We are going to, we have two potential murderers. We have the man being possessed and we have Voss, our assassin, who was the possessee, possessor. Uh, (laughs) It's in the title. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go through the kills quickly here and say who we think was in control for each of the kills. Um, So... And we're going to say Sean Bean was an attempted kill. I know it's nebulous whether he was alive at the end or not, but Sean mm-hmm. Bean and the uh, his the daughter slash girlfriend uh, Matt. What's your verdict? Who was the killer for that instance? Uh, I would say both Voss. Oh yeah, I agree. I think both were Voss in that instance, though they have um... hinted at possibly it was him. Mm-hmm. What do you Sorry, think? Sorry, so, so for for which ones again? The the centerpiece kills Sean Bean and um the girl from Downton Abbey movie. The daughter? The daughter, yeah. yeah. It was in I the got, Downton Abbey. <laughs> that's literally like the most obscure. She was version. in the that's okay, Netflix Sensei uh show. <laughs> that's a guaranteed way for me to it not know who she is. Uh, okay. Um, it's I mean it's a great show, but I mean, that's what people say. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're on trial for that. Yeah, All right. we're starting a side trial. Is Downton Abbey good? <laughs> Dame um, Maggie Smith? I don't know if she's a dame or not, but... Did you just dame someone? Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, isn't that like, the equivalent of them? a knighthood or whatever? To, to dame them? You dame, you dame them? You damn them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that for the research required. Um, I think, okay, actually, so Sean Bean got killed by Voss, but then I got the feeling that it was like once it, after that happened, then the daughter was actually the guy. Yeah, I could see that. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of. But unfortunately, you're outvoted. What? We are, we are saying Voss killed both of them because uh. me and Matt have sided that way. Now <laughs> we have the. First off, this boyfriend who got possessed turns out he wasn't such a nice dude after all because he's cheating on his lovely girlfriend, who everyone knows starred in the uh, Downton Abbey <laughs> film. But so he. The next series of kills are his best friend, who turns out was being possessed as a backup insurance mm-hmm. policy, mm-hmm. and his lover as well. Matt, again to you, who did those kills? Uh, so I'm thinking the one for Eddie was probably Tate, so the, the possessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the girlfriend was the possessor boss. Okay, well, this is going to put you in an interesting spot, Kyle, because I think both were our, our dude, Eddie, which thank you for saying his name, because I had, or not Eddie, uh, what's his name? Tate, it was like, thank you. Colin. That was his last name or something. Yeah, like Colin. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that guy. What, what, I think both were him he? at that point. He had taken um, over. Okay. I I agree. I agree with Chris. Um, there, sorry, at, at least At least Eddie. Like that for one. For sure, Eddie. Just for yeah. sure. We all agree yeah. on that one, but yeah, even I, I agree. Uh, what's her name? Uh, something with an R. Shower girl. Shower girl. Call her. Um, <laughs> she. Like, uh, Rita or something. Raya in the last it dragon. Matter. She's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she had two Disney scenes, joke for right. you, Disney heads. <laughs> um, <laughs> shower girl got done up by Tate as well. Um, yeah, he'd taken mm-hmm. over at that point. I agree. Okay, now we're we're at the end of the film. Uh, Tate, in a sense, he doesn't quite know what's going on, uh, so he's attempting to flesh out Voss or or get vengeance, and so he makes his way to her kind of estranged family um, house. It's her. It's hard to know if it's ex husband, you know, separated husband, and her son. Um, they said separated, right? But she keeps going they? back there. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, but they're still like, they're not totally cut off from each other's life. Like he wants her back in the house mm-hmm. kind of right. thing. And yeah. it's important to note, they her family doesn't know she's an assassin. Mm-hmm. She, like mm-hmm. it's two separate parts of her life. Um, so Matt, we start with you once again, the final two kills, uh, mm-hmm. her, her estranged husband and son. Uh, I'm thinking both are... Uh, Mr. Tate, uh, the possessor. Okay. Interesting, because I think, and we also get a reveal at the very end, she has a handler this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jennifer uh, something Lee. Lee. Jason Lee, thank you. Girder. (laughs) And she was possessing her son. And so I believe that our main character, Voss, killed both her husband and son 
and it and it was a final mental break from her connections to the past and it's what her handler was trying to get her to do become this like emotionless killer am i if i may kyle if i can sway you Mm. the evidence is at the very final scene when she's doing a eval at the end of every mission she gets evaluated mentally because you kind of lose a bit of yourself during the possession and she no longer when going through items from her past she no longer expresses remorse over killing the butterfly and Ooh, and her handler right. says good very good and it ends. yeah dang i, I did like notice to, that to interject oh well i i first i would probably i would concede to boss killing the son but i'm still thinking that tate killed michael the father Mm -hmm. just because it was like kind of that act of revenge like kind of you know you took something from me i'm going to take something from you and that was what i think tate did so i think i i update what i say uh and that boss killed the son but michael was killed by tate my smoking gun was too powerful mm. for Matt. He had to he had it to backpedal. Well, my a little bit too <laughs> only, only slightly. I I I had agreed with uh, the the son, so I agree fully with Matt. Now I was gonna I was gonna split you mm. guys, but um, yes, she, the the thing I had with her killing her son was like right before she shot the or Tate shot the gun. It was like her screaming out. You get that cut kind of like mm-hmm. of her like screaming. And and she's like, and then she shoots the son, her son, right? Uh, or Tate does, but again, her. And they've kind of used that as a visual cue in the past of like who's in control. Sometimes right. they cut to her in moments. Now, um, when does she? When does she come back and like say, "I have been looking for you." Like it's been you the whole time, Tate, kind of thing. Remember, like in the house, right before? Was that before or after he, the husband was killed? uh i think that was after which makes me think tate was the guy who killed the husband and that's why i am i'm with matt and okay i I could see that i could see that Mm -hmm. so okay well that's that's our (laughs) that's our trial good work guys i feel pretty confident with most of our answers uh i disagree though with the one where you said i was wrong Okay, fair uh, enough. <laughs> I agree with all of Kyle's answers. Yes, thank you. All right. <laughs> um, I think the scariest part of this movie is the conceptual. There's two parts for me. Conceptually, the idea of someone being being able to like take over your life or take mm-hmm. over the life of someone you love is scary. And I think of the moment where um, the the Tate first like becomes aware after killing after like Voss fails to commit suicide and escape the body mm-hmm. in that moment of like waking up and seeing the carnage and just being covered in blood. And he's like walking home and panicked. Like that's just like such a horrifying concept. Yeah. I, this movie says something about identity and just like mm-hmm. who we are, but then like trying to say it also while taking over someone else, and it's just like it's kind of interesting in that regard, and I'm not 
again, I'm confused. I'm not smart enough to make much out of it, but it it is an interesting. There's like some commentary on online. It was a big theme was identity and like who we are, mm-hmm. and and then like even though we are in some like maybe possessing someone else uh, in relationship to this movie, at least um, like what you keep and what you lose. Um, I don't know, but it yeah, that is freaky if you get possessed by someone, Chris. I would agree. <laughs> it should be scary for you, Kyle, because that might be the only way someone can get close enough to assassinate you. It's mm-hmm. true. I, I keep a tight circle. That's why it... Well, we'll get to it in case study, oh, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the other concept... I, I, one of, I think my favorite scene is very early on where... Uh, Voss is going to have dinner with her family and she like stops outside the building and is like practicing how to speak. Yeah. Almost like how she does when she takes over someone. So it's almost like she doesn't feel at home in her own body Mm -hmm. anymore. It's like, it's like a part. It's all a put on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that was probably my favorite scene. Just her standing there, just saying over and over, uh, like prepping kind of thing. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm starving. Oh, I'm starving. Like, hi, Michael. How are you? Yeah, but then she nailed it when the time came. Like she an absolute did. What a performance. performer. <laughs> <laughs> she nailed Voss, man. It was very good. Well, I yeah. liked the the callback to it in the second half, like near the end, when Tate was doing the same lines again. Mm-hmm. Like right in front yep. of Yeah, that's true. And it, maybe maybe the answer is it was both of them at the same time. Like they bled into each other for all the kills. You know, it's mm-hmm. like her her mission, his like. Anger towards his father-in-law mm-hmm. he was really I mean, mad about how game of thrones ended and he thought maybe sean bean could have fixed it yeah. if he was still present on set yeah. and he's uh, like yeah. kind of the poor man's kit harrington <laughs> exactly yeah he's like that could have been me in that show i can wear a wig i could have grown my hair out sean <laughs> mr bean <laughs> kyle i have a question yeah. for you yeah when do you bounce? Okay. You got to set me up with a scenario here. Who am I? You are. Well, you can pick one of two. What? Oh, you can pick. You're either the possessee or the possessor. You can pick which one you want to be. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, how would I pick to be the possessee? I There's not a lot of control. I don't know. Just to be different. Um, but you can pick either one. No, I'm not going to be different. I'm going to okay. choose possessor. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Then when you bounce. <laughs> well, the thing is, when you, they so the way you bounce, I don't know if you've described this, is basically they have to pull you out of the machine, but you like, do you have to, or are you supposed to like kill yourself as the as the host, as like the? <sighs> it's unclear. I assume that they always want you to kill the person you use. So there's no like confusion or like witnesses almost. Right. Um, I think that's right. But I don't think it's a, uh, a necessity. I get the sense that if you kill yourself, you force yourself out. So it's like the only way for mm-hmm. you to get out is to like kill the, but I, cause they kind of shoot pull me out. Yeah. They, they like give that signal, pull me out. So I assume like, they have to do it simultaneously or yeah, or be prepped or something. But I think, Maybe. I think you're right where it's just like, just yeah. to clean up and make sure, like make it look like a murder suicide. And it also so seems no like trace. the way they do it, which is like gun in the mouth. It's almost like they're aiming toward where the like device would be. I know it, like they talk about it Ooh. dissolving as well eventually, but maybe mm-hmm. by shooting yourself that way, it like covers up 
because I guess the hole being drilled in the head, like there might be weird questions that would be around that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. In, in, so when you in say any case, in any case, um, pulling that trigger, Kyle, as a possessor. <laughs> When my job's done. <laughs> okay. <well. laughs> when I, th- when I think at least that I kill Sean Bean um, and I think I'd have to kill the daughter too. Cause she saw, so you can't really leave any witnesses. Um, but that's the thing that that's the whole pretty much impetus of the rest of the movie is they, the possessor couldn't kill, kill themselves or kill the host. Uh, so that led into the rest of the movie. And do you think trials. he'd be strong enough to fight Tate? for control yeah that guy's a wimp i could take him <laughs> my okay. games so yeah once i kill the daughter and sean bean and and mission accomplished i'm, I'm going home okay <laughs> basically <laughs> when i'm supposed to wow so you're just a badass assassin yeah cool. yeah well okay yeah how about you matt okay when do you bounce uh when do i bounce i would bounce before killing the daughter, I would just focus on Sean Bean because that—that's all he needed. They needed—I don't think they needed the daughter. They did. That was part of your mission because really? she would have inherited the company. Oh, that's true. I think. You're oh, right. I thought it was, it was just the, uh, 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 what's it called? Collateral damage. But no, right. it, it was, was a. It was, it was the brother who like hired the company. Mm-hmm. The op- never oh. met him, but the guy who like set the whole thing up was the mm-hmm. brother who was pro i guess would have been second in line for inheriting the company then i guess i failed my mission didn't i <laughs> you did fail your mission Matt. you got a strong <laughs> review board coming your way i mean i i was also told to to kill him with a gun and you know in in the beginning of the movie uh they were kind of curious as to why um boss stabbed someone uh, I'm still curious as to why I would have done that the same way in this one, but because you're um, a sick weirdo, dude. But if I if I was the true possessor, just would have done the the two bullets that I needed, got myself out of there. Okay, I am the possessee. Oh, and here's when I bounce. What I attempt heck? to bounce. I wake up in the home and I realize I've killed or attempted to kill Sean Bean and the girlfriend, and so. I similarly flee, but instead, unlike him, I don't go for revenge. I, you know what? I just try to move on with my life and escape. I try to like board a plane to Cuba or something and, you know, live out the rest of my life, sipping my ties with a little bit of remorse, you know? (laughs) Do I make it? Who knows? Maybe uh, I get arrested. I I, I assume you don't make it just because I, I assume whatever chip they have in you is, you know, they can track you, right? Yeah, but it, I don't know, maybe, but I'm going to try. I mean, you're going to take that chance. So, I mean, I can't fault yeah. you for that. So, I basically, I'm not going for revenge. I'm not fueled by revenge. I'm fueled mm-hmm. by self preservation. And whether Smart. that works or not, who yeah. knows? Especially if, if someone like Kyle, a trained assassin, gets sent after me, I might be in trouble. But <laughs> who knows? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm coming after you, and it's it's game over for you, friendo. <laughs> Sorry to say it. Look, Kyle? I, Chris, you're my friend, but yeah. Well, thank you. Wow, that's the first time you've ever said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we were just coworkers. Yeah, colleagues. Um. No. I mean, our no, sons just... go to go to daycare together. 
Yes, your 42-year-old adopted son goes to daycare. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. I thought, he, he loves learning, Kyle. He's never done learning. <laughs> the cops have and I can't watch him every day. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a busy I'm man. Busy I can't, man. Yeah, I can't watch Dr. Reginald Smythe Kaiser Esquire every day <laughs> in my life. Uh, you <laughs> make a point. good point. Um, <laughs> as far he's as he's 42, he's low energy. They don't have to put you know, you just stick him in a corner with a book. Low he's good. Energy. <laughs> Give him a snack. He'll be fine. Is that uh, right, Reginald? He nodded. Say? No, he nodded. He just okay. nodded. He doesn't. Okay. He he only speaks uh, like all good children. It's yeah. meant to be seen, not heard. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Is that right, Reginald? Come get pop, pop, a kiss. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Kyle? Uh, oh, we're uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm, I, I retract the previous retract. statement. <laughs> okay, let's do a case study. All right, case study. Boys, uh, you know what it is. What does this movie make a good case for uh, and how to survive and come out the other side uh, looking alive and well? Chris, we'll start with you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Don't lie during post-possession therapy sessions. I feel like there were some issues. Yeah. There were some issues that were happening, Mm -hmm. um, especially early on in the possession and you could have maybe seen uh, the problems later on in the film happening if you just would have been honest with your handler and yourself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Matt? Uh, this movie makes a great case for uh, devising code words or phrases to your loved ones. Oh, okay. What would yeah. be your, what's your code word? Let's do it right now, just so we know. So we know uh, if someone's been possessed. Oh, okay, let's see. There's a real obvious one. What? Well, butterball. That's my yeah, safe that's, Oh, butterball. Okay. Well, no, 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 because uh, whoever it was <laughs> would have had to right? learn extensively about us and would have known from our podcast that oh. we talk about butterball all the time. So that has to be something we hate, like teeth chatterer. Well, it doesn't have to be what we hate. It could just be like some sort of like real. I obscure. hate him. <laughs> He's the worst to know by. <laughs> Teeth chatterer. Wow. <laughs> strong words. I said it. I said what we're all thinking. Strong words, like a strongly worded password. Mm. Well, we can't say it on a podcast now because then your claim that they listen in on us, then that's right. Well, I'll text it mm-hmm. to you. Okay. They're definitely Good. not looking at our phones. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, this movie makes a good case for not uh, having a family or any close relationship. <laughs> at all i was i have that written down (laughs) unbelievable yeah so uh you don't even need a safe word how about that if you don't if you don't let anyone close what about what about friends no drop them you you don't want you you just called chris your friend i retracted that that was it that was your first mistake now i can get close (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i really did open myself up to a whole world of trouble by opening my heart Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for that, uh, <laughs> I probably there is probably no coming back from that. That's right. Exactly. Okay, Chris. Uh, this movie makes a great case for don't work for your significant other's father, especially if he's a jerk like Sean Bean was in this film. Don't mix mm-hmm. family and business, I think, is a good, safe thing. What if 
But what do you mean? What about like you he was know, the basically like a family he was business? A Bitcoin, he was a Bitcoin slave, Kyle. I don't think there was much to that job, you know. Well, I think, but I did just a blanket statement of you know not joining okay. family business. Like that's it, what if it seems like it's passed a, down to kids all the time. All right. If it seems like it's a way to demean <laughs> you from your future father-in-law, don't take the job. If it's like okay. such a menial, like, yeah, you know, just laborer, basically. Yeah. Wonder what he was doing beforehand that he had to take that job. He was a coke was that, dealer. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. That's how he met. I got to say, love. I glossed over on that exposition. Expository I was going to say, there was a, how, there was a little how, bit of that too, where I was just like, I <laughs> don't know why we're looking at curtains now and then just bang oh well oh i know what part you liked on that man <laughs> you dog you dog no, no pleats <laughs> you dirty boy God. why were they looking at stuff that was my yeah, it was exactly. like data mining kind of stuff I, it was just like processing power for bitcoins i'm pretty sure hmm. how, how it could have also been like um sifting through i got the sense they had access to like webcams and all that and they were sifting yeah. through as like market research to see what type of like drapes or blinds or whatever they're doing I lamps see. the next day that mm -hmm. kind of thing it's like spying right. on you it's like when you google search you know whatever uh yeah well don't even say it or else facebook's gonna recommend right. it to you well, what was the last thing you google search kyle that the government uh, knows that now slash the assassin group i looked up how to say damn in french oh i got gotcha. you yeah group chat chris, yeah chris knows yeah. <laughs> i didn't really it's, it's confusing <laughs> french is a hard language so i ended up just you uh, took bailed. french in high school i bailed on that uh search um i did it did not stick okay yeah. Can Sorry. you say anything in French? Uh, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? What's that mean? That's that song, right? It's like, do you want to go to bed with me tonight? Oh, well, Kyle, what are you in French? Oh, my God, I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a song. It's in, uh, I think, it's, is it Avril Lavigne? I don't know. Matt, you're up. I'll Google it and uh, then. <laughs> I mean, oh I God. think that, that was the only one that I had. Like that was oh, the one I got that one. I felt strongest. Okay, about. go ahead, Chris. Just use a gun. Boom! Oh, Pull a trigger. Lady you're done. Marmalade. What? No song by <laughs> LaBelle. <laughs> just use a gun. Oh yeah. Well, you know that was just kind of her thing, though. She 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 wanted to get down into it, as you said. You know, hand in the dirt. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying really? this movie makes a case for not yeah, doing it. That. Oh, that's right. We're not do that, Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fifth okay. favorite segment. <laughs> what? Oh, no, it's plunging again. Um, all right, yeah, we'll call that case closed. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to uh, just say, you know, I mentioned Scanners earlier, a, a film we started and then aborted for this podcast, but I believe, Kyle, you finished as well. I did. I here's my pitch. Oh, Brandon Cronenberg reboot of Scanners. I think he would do like his his level of violence and directorial style and then take the concept of Scanners, I think would work really well. I I 100% agree. Um, Just heads exploding left and right. Yeah, because what Scanners needed 
what what did we say it needed? It just needed more. Just more. <laughs> Maybe we had the yeah. incredible opening head explosion, and I was like, oh boy. And then it was like an hour of just boring crap. <laughs> yeah, so. that was tough. Um, yeah, I think this movie struck a good balance of of kind of like the push and pull of and cat and mouse kind of thing along with the violence. So, mm-hmm. well, did you Matt know that oh, man, I was looking up David Cronenberg? He's oh. got some, he's got uh, some Canadian names. master. Well, yes, but like he's got other names. It's called the mean? Baron of blood. Whoa. That's, a, that's uh, Imagine having that as like a nickname. Anyway, it's pretty good. That's that's all I have. <laughs> that's a great. Hey, that's a great trivia bit. Yeah. Good work, Kyle. Any other trivia? Uh, he has another name. It's the King of Vener- Veneral Venereal Horror. I, I botched it. Venereal. <laughs> is it venereal? Is it venereal? Is that how you say I, it? I mean, I, I don't have the word in front of me. Is but it, it sounds venereal? Like, like like genital like, like venereal disease is like a genital thing, or am I wrong on that? Uh, no, it's. Uh, I just uh, googled it. It's relating to sexual desire or sexual intercourse. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so it is. Yeah, so it would relate to to that type of stuff. Gotcha. So, King of Venereal Horror, um, I guess, uh, because of uh, he has a movie called Slither, which is yeah. basically like an STD uh, like metaphor. Well, there you uh, go. Thus and his became. son a little bit too, kind of the blending of violence and death and sex. And there's like flashbacks of like during sex envisioning like stabbing someone and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And That's I know you, Kyle, guys, yeah. you might you might get one of those creepy possessor masks and bring it into the bedroom, you know? <laughs> I know it had a big impact on you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> That's disgusting. Matt, any last thoughts on Possessor? Uh, n- no, not, not, uh, not much other than that. It was a, a good film that took a little bit of a spin to what we would think of normally when it comes to possession. So. All right. Well, we end every podcast with a question, an important mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Kyle, mm-hmm. after watching Possessor mm-hmm. by noted son, Brandon Cronenberg. That's right. On bring your son to work day <laughs> boys yeah. thanks for being here thanks chucky. as always mm-hmm. chucky we're gonna we're gonna mend this bridge buddy <laughs> each episode man i it, i feel happy dr reginald smythe kaiser esquire go go to the van i'll be out soon <laughs> here's the keys you can unlock it get pop pop one last kiss Mwah. okay Kyle, after watching Possessor, yeah. are you are are you a horror movie fan? No. Wow, that was okay. quick. I don't know why I did that so quick. Is this your favorite Cronenberg film? Hmm. Like of either Cronenberg, since yeah, obviously since we haven't seen any other Brandon. Yeah, I, Cronenberg. unless there's like an uncle or something. I don't know. <laughs> um. Is this my favorite one? I don't know. It's tough with Brood, as fucked up as it was, uh, was also quite interesting. Mm. I, I you just love that cat lick scene. 
Look in that fetus. Oh, I know you. God. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to me. Get back to me on this. All right. Well, All right. Matt, you got to mm-hmm. go find your son. I, I, I guess I do. You lost him. Mm-hmm. Are you do what? Have you come up? Have you had enough time to come up with a name for your fictional son? Uh, Matt, Matt Junior. 